Yo, 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 welcome back. Welcome back, my geyser. Yo, first things first. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Inshallah. All right, yo, first things first. Hold up. Dab me up, bro. Dab me up. Yo, I'm holding my mic right now like I'm a talk show host. So I'm going to talk to you like I'm a talk show host. Hold up. Let me bring this down just a tad bit more. Look, I hope you had a beautiful, productive week. Yo, I got some I got some good news and I got some bad news. So, I'm going to start off with the good news first. All right? So, yo, your boy don't need a vaccination. Your boy don't need a vaccination to work no more, bro. They lifted they lifted the mandate. Now, let me read the article right here actually. I got the article right here. Scotus scuttles. Wait, I don't hold on. Legal S C O T U S scuttles vax mandate. The U.S. Supreme Court blocked President Biden's expansive mandate that would compel all companies with more than 100 employees to implement a vaccine or test requirement for their staff. The policy, which would have affected about 84 million Americans, roughly two thirds of the workforce, is a major blow to Biden's push to vaccinate more americans as the latest covid wave sweeps across the u.s just over 64 63 percent of the u.s population is fully vaccinated according to john hopkins university that puts it it 59th in the world and behind virtually all its wealthy western peers in a separate ruling the supreme court did uphold biden's other vaccine mandates for employees at federal funded health care facilities dissecting the decision dissecting the decision excuse me in blocking the large company vaxxer test mandate, the court was split along ideological lines with the six right-leaning justices ruling against the requirement and three liberal justices allowing it to proceed. The reasoning, the conservative justice argued that the Occup Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, which was in charge of enforcing the mandate, hold on, which was in charge of enforcing the mandate, has not been given authority by Congress to regulate public health more broadly, just work workplace hazards. And they think COVID nineteen isn't a danger specific, isn't a danger specific to one's workplace. Although COVID nineteen is a risk that occurs in many workplaces, it is not an occupational hazard in most. COVID nineteen can and does spread at home, in schools, during sporting events, and everywhere else that people gather. The majority said. Some corporations are requiring vaccines, anyways. Earlier this week, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby penned a memo praising his company's vaccine mandate for saving lives. Of 3,000 employees who were COVID positive at the time of his writing, zero were hospitalized prior to the vaccine requirement, which went into effect last September. More than one United employee on average was dying of COVID per week, Kirby said. A slew of other major companies from Tyson Foods to Google have imposed some versions of a vaccine requirement on their employees. And beginning today, all Citigroup employees who haven't been vaccinated will be put on unpaid leave and then fired at the end of the month. <sighs> Woo! That was a handful. Let me... Hold on, not that one. Give me a round of applause. Round of applause, you feel me? What's up, baby? But yo, we do not need a vaccination. We do not need a vaccination to work. Hold on, let me put the music back right here just for a second. Which song? Which song right here? Oh, yeah, I like this one. So, yes, that is the good news. I'm in a good mood um, after hearing that today. Supposedly, that was actually yesterday, um, last night. I got the email of, um, so I subscribed to a, to a, uh, news, news post kind of, they sent it to my email. It's called morning brew. I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, Hmm, interesting. They send me stuff about the stock market, um, any relevant legal news, which was what I just read and, um, education or anything else that I really subscribe and that I subscribe to and want to learn more about. They, uh, send me a news report every day. Which I appreciate. I think that's awesome, man. Like, I don't got to go through, like, you know, Washington Post or Google News or Apple News and all these other applications and websites just to, like, get the important information that I really want to know about. Um, so that's, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, go check out, go check out, uh, what is it called again? <laughs> it is uh, Morning Brew. Go check out Morning Brew. Um, this is not a sponsored podcast. I really wish it was. But unfortunately, yeah, um, it's not. So on to the bad news now, the bad news. Where's my book? Hold on, lost my book. Okay, my apologies, gang. I had to get my book because um, 
I kind of wrote down my thoughts and what I wanted to talk about for this episode. I don't want to just come and freestyle this one because um, I have a, I've been having a lot on my mind and I've actually had kind of a tough week. But I have my tea right here. Let me just take a quick sip of my ginger, my lemon ginger tea. I've been talking like crazy for five minutes. So thank you very much. But uh, so the bad news, bro, the bad news is I've been down bad this week. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I unfortunately ended my streak, my 50 day streak. If you don't know what streak I'm talking about, you just not you're just not gonna know but um i ended my streak of 50 days man i was down bad um i've messed up my sleep schedule a little bit um from my last podcast i told you guys i'm like waking up at like 5 30 in the morning and for the most part i was doing that you know straight for like a good three weeks and i was getting a lot of work done but as of recently um i've just been super tired man and honestly like I blame, I, I blame myself. I take full accountability because there's been times where I'm like, damn, bro, like I'm mad fucking tired and I just don't want to do shit. So I just continue sleeping. I snooze my alarm, which I honestly really want to get it. Like, I want to get out of that habit of just snoozing my alarm. I just want to, as soon as it gets, as soon as it goes off, just fucking get the fuck out of bed. But um, yeah, man, so I've been down on my on my sleep and, and my diet, bro. My diet has been actually like really bad. Been eating like a lot of junk food and all of this all of this like being down bad and just having like this like rough it wasn't even a rough week but it was like a rough like three four days and it's because i've been listening to my quote-unquote lizard brain now if you don't know what a lizard brain is i'm gonna like give you a definition in in a nutshell but a lizard the lizard brain is a part of the limbic system in the brain right so it's the limbic cortex that is responsible for emotions, uh, addictions, mood, and other mental and emotional uh, processes. Um, it's also relatable to the amygdala. Um, the amygdala is like two almond-shaped uh, clusters, like they're like clusters of nuclei in the brain, and they basically have the same function. And in a nutshell, like the lizard brain is. Do you know like you know like those cartoons where where they'll have like the 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 good angel on one shoulder and then like the devil on like the other shoulder so basically the amygdala or the lizard brain is like the bad conscience like the devil on your shoulder or whatever like telling you like no like you're good or like do like the bad thing that you like you consciously know that is bad for you but you're like you want to do it like you get instant gratification from doing those things so you you listen you listen to that part of your of your uh of your lizard brain but the thing is the amygdala and the limbic the limbic cortex they have been like they're they're in charge of our fight or flight response right and even even fornication but aside from that it's the most primitive part of our brain it's it's literally what makes us what what's like kept us alive as humans for this long like it's it's made us it's like i said it's part of like our fight or flight response so like think back to primitive times when fucking we was going against like I don't know, like saber-toothed tigers or like big-ass animals, like you know, I don't, I don't know, like. But basically, that that part of our brain helped us survive, and so we needed that part of our brain, and the limbic system and the amygdala can actually be um, associated with the ego. So if you don't know what the ego is, I'm gonna give you like my definition, which is like basically. Um, when you have like this perception of yourself that like you're better than other people or like not that not that you may may think that you're better than other people you might say like oh like I don't think that I'm better than other people but that's actually your ego talking because it doesn't because it's un it's it's um politically incorrect to believe that you are better than other people but you can believe like you unconsciously believe that you are better than some people am I right or am I right I'm right. Exactly. So hold on. The music stopped. I need to get into I need to get into this flow. Oh, not this one. Let's listen to this right here. So yeah. So the lizard brain and the amygdala can be associated with the ego. Right? They allow us to survive. And you might be thinking like like the ego, like I, I no bro, like I don't have an ego. This, that, and third. Everybody has an ego. 
Okay, even I have an ego and I have an I have an ego and I have an alter ego, but we're not going to get into that right now. I have an ego, but the way that I the way that I um attack my ego or the way that I confront my ego is I read this in 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 my vibe book and I'm not quoting it right now because this was like days ago. Um but basically like the ego is there for you to like fight yourself almost. Hold on. I need a little bit of tea. I'm talking too much and I'm like little burps are coming up. So the point of the ego is to like, I think of it as boxing with yourself. Like, you know how in some TV shows they uh, say like, or I think this is like a quote, like your, uh, your worst enemy is yourself or something like that. And that's, they're talking about the ego, but you fight the ego to to um the ego is there for you to recognize the truth right so let's say you look in the mirror right and you unconsciously like tell yourself or your ego tells tells to yourself and you look in the mirror like ew like i'm so ugly right that's the i'm not that's the lizard brain okay that's the lizard brain the ego talking and trying to it's like almost testing you to see if you're going to listen to it and then it's then the prefrontal cortex, which is the angel, right? The angel, that's the prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex, excuse me, is the newest part of our, of our, of our brains, right? It's literally what makes us human. Like that differentiates us from every other animal in, in the animal kingdom is our prefrontal cortex, right? So the ego, the lizard brain is testing the prefrontal cortex to see if it's going to submit to the lizard brain. Or if the prefrontal cortex is strong enough to overcome it. So let's say again, back to the back to the mirror analogy. If your lizard brain is is saying to yourself, like, ew, like I'm actually ugly. Like, no, I've I've been I've been through this, right? It's testing you, but it wants you, it wants you to go against it. Right? So you have to tell yourself, you're like, I'm not ugly. No. I thank you for your thank you for your uh, opinion, but I choose to think this right? That's how you're supposed to fight your lizard brain and fight your ego. It's sparring with you. Okay. Now, uh, the prefrontal cortex is responsible for personality, decision-making and, uh, social behaviors, right? It's split up into three regions. So I think, uh, the first one is the medial prefrontal region, which is like, uh, which is like responsible for your like inspiration and you know, motivation kind of. And then your lateral prefrontal region is responsible for organization of activities. Like uh, for me, I kind of struggle with this. Hold on, the music went away. We're going to go back to, this right here. So I struggle actually with my lateral prefrontal region because I like to do so many things. Right. I like recording my podcast. I want to film. I want to play guitar or I, I want to learn to play guitar. Or I want to play my video games or I want to go skate. And I, I have so many things that I want to do, but I can't really organize them all in one day. And that kind of stresses me out a little bit. And that makes me a little anxious. And so when I feel anxious um, because I don't know what to do with myself um, in these times, I look towards meditation. Because meditation, I can calm my mind and really ask myself, what is it that I want to do today? Right? Like, do I want to, do I really want to, you know, play video games? Or do I want to go learn that song that I was trying to learn on guitar? Or like, do I want to record my podcast? Or do I want to go outside and skate? Speaking of skating, I've actually, this is my third day going to skate consistently. And it was brick as fuck today, bro. It was brick as fuck. And usually, like, I, I, in this weather now, I, I wouldn't go out and skate. But I, like, as of recently, I've been losing, I've been losing my arsenal. I've been losing all my weapons and my arsenal for skating. So I've been wanting to get them back. And so these last three days, I've been going to, to, to 1A1 to, to the skate park and just trying to get my, trying to get the muscle memory back, you know, like just getting used to being on my board again. I set up a new board. So I've been wanting like, to fuck that shit up. And yeah, hold on. I need some tea, bro. I'm talking dumb fast. I'm also standing too. Like, 
I'm actually fucking like a talk show host. Let me sit the fuck down. Oh, I'm back in the ghetto. I'm back in my grandma's crib. But what was I saying? I was talking about skating. Um, so yeah, I'm actually proud of myself for going out to skate these last couple of days because I remember when I first started skating, I, it didn't matter if it was raining or snowing or brick as fuck and I like couldn't feel my balls or my fingers. I would still go out and skate because I loved it so much. And so I've been wanting to really get back to that. But like whether or not I'm skating by myself or with my friends, like I just want to get back into it because it's something that I enjoy doing and something that I feel like that it, it's physical, like it, it's something physical that I can I can progress in. And I like that. I like that I can progress in it. And, and I like that I was so good at it, but I just I just stopped being consistent with it. Um yeah moving on now the last part of the prefrontal cortex i know we went on a little bit of a tangent right there but the last part of the prefrontal cortex is the orbital prefrontal region which uh participates in impulse control and self-regulation so this part of the prefrontal cortex kind of reminds me of the third eye a little bit and uh it's it's like i said it's responsible for for self-regulation self-development right or impulse control and this combats the lizard brain perfectly because the lizard brain will tell you, oh, go eat that piece of chocolate. I struggle with this. I struggled with this when I was working in, in my old job in the chocolate shop. I was listening to my lizard brain almost every day when it told me to, to eat that piece of chocolate, even though my prefrontal cortex was always telling me like, no, like, bro, like you're working out, like, you know, you're keeping your core tight, you know, you, you, you're getting in shape, like you don't need that stuff. But I was so, I was like, I wanted to listen to my lizard brain because I knew how good the chocolate was. And I wanted that instant gratification of eating that chocolate. But as of, as of recently, I still have been listening to my lizard brain, but I'm more aware of it now. Like now that I did like the research and I know what part of my brain is like telling me to do these things, like I can, I can combat it better now. I can approach it differently and the lizard brain is, like, associated with, like, all addictions, bro. It's not just, like, eating disorders or, I don't know what, like, it can be, it can be, like, you're addicted to video games and that's your lizard brain telling you to, to fucking sit down and play video games, play COD or, or do whatever, like, whatever video games you're playing and shit. You get instant gratification from that. That's what the lizard brain wants. It wants to be comfortable. It wants to be instantly gratified. And so you have to kill that because, because if you don't kill the lizard brain, then you don't self-develop. You're not gonna you're not gonna change. Like I like I said in my last podcast, what was what was that quote by Albert Einstein again? Insanity is is uh doing the same thing over and over and expecting different different results. So you have to kill the lizard brain, Bo. Like I know that I said before that it's part of like it's what kept us alive in our primitive in our primitive uh ages, but at now we need to kill that shit because we can get instant gratification through almost anything now. Through food, through social media, through video games, through uh, masturbation. Like, almost anything we can get instantly gratified from. It's so easy. We get the highest dopamine hits, but then we're at our lowest point when we don't have those things. When we're not instantly gratified. We're not disciplined enough to kill that lizard brain. To not listen to those, to not listen to that, to that ego and look for instant gratification all the time. I know I went on a tangent right there, but I was a rant. Hold on. Oh my God. This tea is killing me right now. Like, I think I need some water. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right, gang. I'm back. I'm back. I got my hydration right here. And I'm talking like I'm from the UK, bro. Yo, shout out Hamza. Shout out Hamza Unfiltered on YouTube, bro. He's another one of the influencers that I listen to. And he helps me get on track sometimes. He posts like 30-minute videos. And I listen to them like they're podcasts, bro. And I honestly love them. And I love listening to his, to his channel. Shout out Fresh and Fit as well. And The Roommates. What's the other one? Self-Developed. What's that guy's name? I'm not, I can't remember, but it's all good. It's all good. What's up, baby? But anywho, 
Yeah, so I want to move the I want to move the the uh, conversation along because we haven't. We, it's not really a conversation. I'm like I'm like your mentor right now. If you don't know, I have a YouTube channel. My my YouTube channel is Sensei Dairy. I recently posted a video um, talking about like the the new year, kind of similar to my last podcast. But um, if you want to go check out what I had to say on that video, I think it was about like ten minutes long, not that long of a video. Go check that out. Uh, YouTube channel is Sensei Dairy. But anywho, moving the conversation along. It's important. Well, let's let's go back to it. Actually, it's important, right, to know these parts of our brains, because then we're able to catch ourselves doing the things or the bad habits that we want to break out of, right? And so I'm bringing you this information so that you can be aware. I want to stand up again because we gotta get a little serious again. I want you to be aware of the bad habits that you're trying to break. And what's going on in your brain, in your mind, bro? No one, no one un- is gonna understand what's going on in your, in your mind except you. So if you can catch yourself, if you can catch your ego, your lizard brain, trying to fuck you over, then bro, you're on like you're on track. You're on track to bettering yourself, bro. And we gonna better together, baby. And you gonna keep listening to me. And I'm gonna keep watching you. I'm gonna keep being here for you because I love you. That was for you. But yo, so in my last in my last podcast in the description, I I talked about I, I didn't talk about it, but I mentioned uh being like red pill and blue pill. And I said that because um I was going in I was going in too deep about like you know self-developing and and not like not like listening to your lizard brain at the time as well right but i didn't say it was your lizard brain but basically like getting instant gratification and and not changing and not developing and stuff and so i mentioned i'd asked you a question in the description of my podcast are you red pill or are you blue pill and i want to tell you right now i don't know why i said that i don't know why i asked that honestly but i want to just clarify I just want to clarify what red pill and blue pill actually are, right? So if you've never seen the movie, The Matrix, I'm going to explain it very briefly. But in The Matrix, there's the guy Morpheus, right? Um, I'm not going to explain who the characters are because just watch The Matrix, bro. It's a beautiful movie. It's, It's an amazing movie. But Morpheus in The Matrix approaches Neo and he's like, uh, he's basically trying to wake him up from The Matrix, and he presents him with the blue pill. He's like, uh, you can uh, you can go back to your life, uh, believing what you want to believe, and forgetting any of this ever happened or whatever, right? The blue pill in the Matrix is life as they know it, and life as they would like to see it, like how they want to perceive their life, right? And the red pill, he's like. You can take the red pill. You can see. No, he's like the blue pill. I remember now. I remember the quote. He's like um, the blue pill. You can stay in Wonderland. Believe what you want to believe. Or you can take the red pill and see how far the rabbit hole goes. So the red pill in the Matrix is truth. It's no delusions. No social constructs. uh, No invalid beliefs no invalid attitudes or or social programmings right and so leo takes the red pill i kind of had a voice crack right there when we're just gonna pass by that but uh he takes the red pill and he awakens from the matrix he opens his eyes and his mind and he escapes the matrix but actually in our world red pill and blue pill actually have different meanings there's also another pill I'm going to get into it's called the purple pill just want some tea right here while I I still have it Mm. those were some fat ass sips so to really get into to really get into the red pill blue pill purple pill dynamic we have to define something so we have to define the manosphere so 
the manosphere is basically knowledge passed on to heterosexual men about relationships and about women right so the red pill in our world it's like dating advice the red pill blue pill is like dating advice and it's kind of like how you see how you like perceive relationships and like women and then that leads on to like how you perceive our world and our reality right it's kind of similar to the matrix but different so the red pill is uh is like a, is like dating advice right it's everything you've learned like it's basically saying that everything you've learned about women is wrong and uh ineffective right oh my god bro like i keep burping like this shit is nasty ew so yeah so everything you learn about women and how to approach women is wrong and ineffective and you're a simp and you're a, a fucking uh you're a beta male and and this that and the third right blue pills dating advice is old school right it's old school advice about romance and unrealistic love stories which i have had my fair share of and basically marriage is like highly emphasized in the blue pill community and then there's purple pill advice so a purple pill person is exposed to red pill beliefs and attitudes but chooses to move forward with the blue pill influences with the blue pill influenced thinking and behaviors right so i actually have this like website open right here where it kind of gives examples of what a blue pill person would say about women and what a red pill person would say. So a blue pill person would say all women are wife material and should be treated with the highest degree of respect and be viewed as potential candidates for marriage. Right? So, like I said, blue pill is very uh, monogamous. It's very monogamous in a sense that they... Like, their intention is to get with a woman to procreate and... No, to marry and then procreate with, right? And the red pill community is more like hookup culture and, you know, like, uh, women ain't shit, kind of. So you shouldn't, like... It's kind of like you don't really have to respect them or, like, respect yourself more and this, that, and the third. And I feel like that's very toxic. But it's good in a sense because... Hold on. Red pill advice is good in a sense because I feel like in our day and age, men are told to suppress their masculinity. And I've heard this from multiple influencers. So it's not just it's not just one person saying this. It's multiple people experiencing the same thing and seeing the same thing and saying the same thing about men today. How we're not as masculine as our like our grandfathers and our, our fathers and People before us were like the like the most unmasculine generation that there's ever been. And that's crazy. Like women are actually more masculine now and take on more of a masculine role in relationships now than they did before. Like think back a uh, hundred years ago, 1920. The women were very different from how they are in, in 2020 or 2022 actually. So 1922. They're very different. Men were more masculine. They took on the more dominant role. They provided for the women, right? But now, women are more independent. They can get their own jobs. They can start their own careers. And then they have, they have this ideology now that, like, men ain't shit. And they don't need a man. And this, that, and the third, right? Which is perfectly fine. Like, you can believe that. And, you know, you can live your life how you want. That's why it's a free country. But most men don't want to be with a woman that takes on a masculine role in the relationship because then they clash you can't have a woman be a masculine role take on the masculine role in a relationship between a man and a woman in a heterosexual relationship that's just not how it works hold on let me just change the music real quick and yeah because the man is the the man wants to be the provider he wants to protect the woman right but the woman cannot fight him in in the sense of she in the sense of believing that she doesn't need a man to protect her but feminine energy wants masculine energy to protect them to provide but they fight this ideology because they're told by their mothers and and society now that they don't need a man to 
to uh, succeed in this life. And that is that is true. That is true to an extent. Because in a, in a relationship between a, a mother and a father, right? Let's say they have a kid. The mother, I mean, the child would prosper more in a two-family in a two-family person uh, household, right? Than with a one-family person household or like a single mom or a single dad, right? So they need each other. Even this even goes for like for uh, homosexual relationships too. Like you'll see a homosexual uh, a homosexual male take on more of a feminine role and then uh, the other one take on more of a masculine role. There has to be a dynamic. There has to be feminine and masculine energy in a relationship. You can't have masculine and masculine and feminine and feminine because it just doesn't work. They're always going to clash or they're never. It's either they're going to clash or nothing is ever going to progress. And so in a nutshell, the blue, the red pill, the red pill community is kind of doing like the men in, in our day and age, a, a service, a good service because they're, they're telling them to take back their masculinity, but I feel like they do it in a, in a toxic way, right? So this is where you get the idea of toxic masculinity. And I believe that the red pill community is, can be very, uh, toxic what is it like toxic masculine or I don't know, but they can be, they can be very, um, they can be very toxic when they talk about masculinity, but masculinity, in my opinion, should complement feminine energy, right? But it should still like men should still establish boundaries. They should establish boundaries in a relationship to, to almost like develop the relationship more. I don't know if this is making any sense, but like, a man needs to just be the masculine role in the relationship. And it's perfectly fine, like, for a woman to, like, I feel like it's perfectly fine for, like, a woman to, to be, like, the breadwinner in a relationship and the man, the, the man could be a stay-at-home father or whatever, but still have your morals that you are the masculine role. Even if the woman is, like, even if the woman is the breadwinner in the relationship, she chose that and you chose that. If you guys work, if you guys work, and the relationship works and the woman respects you as a man and you respect her as a woman, then you guys are good. You guys complement each other. The, the relationship can continue to progress. It only can't, it, it can't progress when the woman believes that she is the, I don't really want to use this word, but like the alpha in the relationship. If she believes she's the alpha, she can, she controls you. And it's very clear that you're a simp and you, you like, you let her dominate you in a relationship, then obviously she's gonna she she can potentially leave you. Like she knows that you're not like a, a good she knows you're not a good mate. Because feminine energy wants, like I keep saying, a feminine energy wants masculine energy. Whether that be from a man, another woman, or whatever. There needs to be a balanced dynamic between the two. That's the only way a, a, a relationship can can what's the word I'm looking for? I'm like blanking out right now. That's the only way a relationship can like, can progress. And, and like two people can, can stay together. Hold on, I need some water. It's so hot in my room right now. But let's read something else that like the, let's read what the red pill community had to say. So I read the blue pill. The red pill says, only a small percentage of women in society are worthy of being involved in a long-term, strictly monogamous relationship with a man. The vast majority of women are far too dishonest, manipulative, and or promiscuous to be any man's wife, fiance, or long-term girlfriend. See, this is what I mean by, by toxic masculinity. Now, I, I kind of agree with this, but I don't at the same time. Because there is, there is women in our society that are worthy of being involved in a, in a long-term um, relationship, right? That can lead to marriage in the future. But there are a, a lot of women now because society has like basically uh, bred the, bred this like generation of women that believe like, Oh, like you go girl. Like you don't need a man. Like, you know, like, you know, like you a bad bitch, this, that, and the third. Right. So they go on social media right 
they take like provocative pictures of themselves and yo they get a thousand likes if they if they post a picture of their ass and now they 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 start an only fans because all these guys are telling them like oh i'll give you money if you know you send me some pictures of this that and the third i'm not saying it's like it's a bad thing right all i'm saying is that women that do these types of things in my opinion aren't worthy of being like wifey material to me like i would not wife i don't think i don't think any man listening to this would wife would want to be like married to a girl or to a woman that has an only fans and has a bunch of these men like jerking off to like pictures of this of his wife's like foot or you know whatever she is that that she's selling like you don't even know sometimes you wouldn't you you wouldn't know as long as she's getting money and she thinks like she's the breadwinner this that and the third like she's not gonna she's not gonna like care what you have to say because she's making her own money and she has this ideology that she doesn't need a man because now look she she has the fruit like she has proof she's getting paid just to show her body but this is the problem as well that men don't want like men nowadays don't want that there are there obviously are men there's there's a market for men that want to you know jerk off to to women's feet pictures but the men the men that are going to be successful in life the men that like have a plan and are truly like high value men aren't going to want a woman like that i know i wouldn't i know for a fact if you're list- if you're still listening to this i know you wouldn't but people have their preferences. I understand that. And some of someone listening to this right now might think that like I'm completely ignorant when I talk about this or like I'm I don't know, like I'm showing toxic masculinity or what's that word? I'm a misogynist. I'm not a misogynist. I adore women. I just don't put them on a pedestal cuz I know my place as a man. And I know their place as a, as a female. I'm not trying to say that like females are lower than me but in a sense i am the masculine i'm the masculine i play the masculine role in the relationship she plays the feminine role in the relationship i know my role as a man and i know what i want to look for in a woman to be in a relationship with me you understand like i know the type of girl that i want to be with the type of girl that i'm looking for like if you think you're gonna dominate me if you think that like if like you're gonna like boss me around this that and the third and like tell me what to do or like you can post provocative pictures on the internet then i'm just like i'm not gonna deal with you and my ex was like this actually my ex felt like i had no say in what the things that she would post online but they were very provocative images that i didn't want her like i feel like she didn't need to post that stuff she was getting instant gratification from these random guys and these random girls that she followed on on socials she was listening to her lizard brain. She was a bot. And so I didn't want to like I that was one of the reasons, one of the main reasons where like that like I was able to kind of get over our relationship quicker because I had seen her like looking at my she was like obviously stalking like my Instagram a couple of days ago. Or like a, like a week ago. I, I don't remember. And I saw that she kept posting these provocative pictures and I'm just like, "Bro, like why are you like oh my god and she was like she was reaching out to me so i'm just like why are you reaching out to me like you know that i'm not gonna want to be i'm not gonna want to get back with you if you're like posting this type of this type of shit it's not the main reason why we broke up but it was one of the like the main things that we would argue about because i just didn't feel like she needed to do that but she i felt like she was doing it for for attention and you can fight me on this, you can argue, you can argue me on this, but like most girls post pictures like that, like post pictures of like their ass and you know half naked to get attention from men. Because they want to find out like I it's it's in it's in like feminine nature to find like the the alpha male almost. I hate using that term again, but it's what it is. It's embedded in like feminine in the feminine uh, whoa, hold on. I'm like brain farting. In a female's brain to find the optimal male, to find like the most like the most 
uh, high value man to to procreate with because that's what women want to do in the end is is procreate, right? They have complete say of what of the the child of uh, the the amount of humans that that are born into this world, right? So they choose who they have sex with, they choose who they talk to, and they choose who who comes into this world. So you cannot argue with me that women don't do that for attention, because obviously they do. They get their likes, they get these DMs, they check these they check these people's uh, socials. If they have a high following, then nowadays that's continued that's considered high value. Am I wrong? Am I right or am I right? Can I just can I get a yeah? Exactly. And if you think like if you really think you could argue with me about this, we can because like I'm literally just gonna call you. Whoa, 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 whoa! That was the wrong one. I'm literally just gonna call you stupid. Exactly. But anywho, let's read one more of this because I'm actually getting tired as hell and I'm sweating from my pits now holding this mic. But um, let's see. Let's read one more. So blue pill. Men should avoid bringing up the subject subject of sex during the activities of the first date. Men should hold off discussion discussion their sexual desires. Hold on. That was a typo. Um, Interests and intentions until maybe the third, fourth, or fifth date with a woman. Red pill. Men should avoid asking women out on dates. Men should generally speak to just to ju- wait, wait, wait. men should generally seek to just hook up with a woman for oral sex and or intercourse within a few days after he makes the woman's acquaintance and then get to know her better after the two have already engaged in sexual activities at least once. I don't agree with that. Like no. Like what? No. If you feel if you are attracted to this woman if you're attracted to this girl right you as a man should have the confidence in yourself to go up to her and ask her out like if you can't go up to a girl and like like it's it's not even about like you know you like actually getting her number you being able to take her out as long as you have the confidence to go up to her and like just ask for like her socials or um you know introduce yourself and have a normal conversation with her and then potentially potentially get her socials and then ask her, ask her out for a date like if she's feeling you then you're a high value man in my opinion like if you have the confidence to go do that you are a high value man in my eyes because not that many people can do that a lot of people have social anxiety because because of, I'm not even going to get into it, just because of a handful of things and they don't feel confident in going up to women and like just generally having a conversation with them. I was like this too. I struggled with this, but I've, I've, I've worked on this. Like even, even, even towards women that I know I'm not going to have sex with or like I know that I'm not attracted to, I go up to them and like, it could just even be like, oh, like, do you know where uh, so-and-so is? Like if I'm going... Do you, do you know where this product is? If I'm like in a grocery store or something. Or like, uh, do you, like I was at the gym. When I was at the gym, I asked like this, uh, I, I, I went up to this girl, these, this, these group of girls that were doing this exercise wrong. And I told them, I'm like, oh, like you need to do this exercise like this so you can actually feel it. You can't lock out your legs because then you completely kill the exercise. Like it's pointless. Right. I told them that and they valued that and they at first I felt like intimidated by them right but I'm like nah like I'm killing that like fuck that so I went up to them I told them because I generally wanted to help them I saw that they were doing something wrong so I went up to them and I helped them I gave them my advice and they thanked me for it they thanked me for it it was the quickest like interaction but the fact that I put myself like in that situation and like chose to t- like chose to help them, chose to talk to them and just fucking man up and, and just go up to them. I was proud of myself for that. Like I like Darielle from like two years ago wouldn't have done that. Or he would have like thought about so much shit and like convinced myself not to do it. But I I just went up to them. Like I saw that they were doing something wrong and I'd like I hollered at them. And I just told them like what was up and they asked me like what to clarify and so I went up to them and I showed them like how to do the proper exercise and then they thanked me and then I left like my workout was done so I just left so I feel like you like what did, what did he say again that 
that men should avoid asking women out on dates? Like, no, bro, that's bullshit. Like, if you can't ask a woman out on a date, how are you ever going to... Like, you need to talk to women like this. Men should generally seek to just hook up with a woman for oral sex? No. Like, no, that's completely ridiculous. It says oral and or intercourse within a few days after he makes a woman's acquaintance. No, bro, that's that's complete bullshit. Like, I told this to, I told this to one of my friends that a guy can have friends that are girls. But a girl cannot have guys that are friends because the guy is always gonna like the guy is always going to to expect something in return. Right? So let's say you um let's say you're a woman and you ask out you you tell this guy like, oh, like he has a car, right? This I'm actually using my friend's um example. Um but basically you ask out this um you ask this guy to take you to this place to go buy something like let's say like you need to buy a face wash or some shit uh from from the store and so he has a car you're like oh can you just take me to this place and he's like sure right if he's not buying anything from that store and he's just following you around then that man that guy is gonna expect something in return if not that night another day he's gonna expect something from that woman and the woman like the girl like the girl could be like unaware of this or she can be aware of this, but she'll continue to play the guy because she wants to get like she she wants to get something from him and she's getting stuff from him, obviously. So it works. But if you're a masculine man, if you're a high value man, you can I feel like you can have uh, friends that are that are girls and strictly keep the relationship platonic. But a, a woman cannot have guy friends. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't feel comfortable in a relationship. I don't feel comfortable when my girlfriend has guy friends that she goes and links with without me. Or like, if it's just the two of them, I don't feel comfortable with that. You can have, you can have guy friends if, like, I, like, I don't know. I really have to, like, trust you, really have to know you for me, like, to let you have guy friends. Maybe that's, like, maybe that's toxic of me, but that's, that's just the standards that I hold personally in my relationship but yeah every man is different <sighs> man bro i've been talking for so freaking long like i finished my tea i'm i have a bottle of water right here my voice is raspy as fuck do you hear this god damn man but yeah yo if you listen to this far, if you've listened this far, wow, like I'm actually like overlaying my words now because I've talked so fucking much. If you listened this far, I appreciate you so much. This this uh, podcast is going up on Sunday. I'm changing my schedule from dropping my podcast on Saturdays to Sundays just because I feel like it works better with like my workflow and kind of when I what I want to get done. Plus, it doesn't really make sense to drop a podcast on a day where like people are like going out and doing stuff it makes more sense to drop it on a day um where people are like more likely to be at home or not really doing anything and then the next day they're like getting ready for like you know like they're preparing their day before to go to work or to school or whatever it just makes more sense so this is going up on sunday but i'm recording this literally on saturday saturday night but it's whatever i'm going i'm i'm killing my lizard brain so i'm waking up tomorrow at 5 30 i don't give a fuck if i'm if i go to sleep at one in the morning i'm getting my ass up at 5 30 last night i didn't go to sleep because i wanted to put myself i wanted to punish myself for for like continue constantly listening to my lizard brain these past four days for breaking my streak for fucking up my sleep schedule for fucking up my diet and overall just fucking being a lazy bum this this these past four days so i punished myself and i didn't go to sleep last night um i think until like seven in the morning and that was only because like i was supposed to go out to help a friend with something but uh he couldn't come through so i'm like okay i'm just gonna go to sleep <clears throat> and then i got my ass up and went to go skate like nah no no lag time but um thank you baby so much for listening to the to listening to episode 10 baby it's episode 10 we in the double digits, baby. What's up, baby? Mm. But thank you, yo. 
I'm gonna leave it off with a uh, with the quote of the day. The quote of the day is: "Today I take my power back and decide to focus on memories and emotions that are working in my favor instead of choosing memories that drag me down." And so, I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys again for listening to episode ten. I'll catch you next week on Sunday. Um, also, remember to check out the YouTube channel Sensei Dairy. And yeah, yo, kill your fucking lizard brain. Uh, stop being fucking red pilled or blue pilled, bro. Just be a normal fucking human being. Like, just be a high value man. Just keep working on yourself. Listen to that prefrontal cortex. Fuck that. Fuck that lizard brain. Okay. Self regulate. Control your impulses. Meditate. Please, please, just try meditating for five minutes, bro. Five to ten minutes every day. If you meditate for, for five minutes every day for like a month, I guarantee, I guarantee you're going to feel something. And you're, you're probably thinking like, bro, like I've tried meditating, like it doesn't work for me. Bro, obviously it's not going to work for you, bro. You only meditated like three, four times. Obviously you're not going to feel shit, but if you keep doing it continuously, 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 you will see what I'm talking about. Like, oh, I, I meditated for, for five minutes for three days and it didn't like it didn't help with, with my depression or whatever the fuck you're going through. Like, bro, obviously, like you've been programmed with so much shit all these years. You think three fucking three, four sessions of meditation is going to do anything? No, of course not. But just like going to the gym, just like anything that requires repetition, you will get better at. I promise you. I promise you. So thank you again, baby. And I will see you next week. What's up, baby?